Check one, two, three, four, five. All right. And for the sake of the podcast, um, I'm usually the one that's like, hey, welcome to the, the podcast. So we're going to skip the intro for the sake of the podcast because, um, I don't know, that'd be weird, me introducing myself into a thing. Like, All right. Let's have Annie do it. Okay. Here we go. Hey there, Word of Life. Welcome to the weekly podcast. Perfect. <laughs> we'll cut that out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So one of um, one of my fondest memories ever of worship um, comes from a time that I was in college, um, and I was invited to play worship at um, a Chi Alpha meeting um, up at a college called Cornell University. Fun fact: that was um, Andy's college from the office. Just really fun. Um, I didn't see him there, you know. But it was it was really fun, um, and picture like like picture this scene with me. Um, so like um, a worship setting, probably 150 kid like college kids just crammed into a library setting pre-COVID, um, and drum set that barely worked. There was literally like holes in the cymbals. Um, a sound system that like kind of worked, like the left side was good, but the right side was pretty sketchy, um, and. It was way too late at night and we were all really tired, but the spirit of God fell. Um, and it was like what we would call like not necessarily really great conditions, like nothing was really like proper or right, but the spirit of God fell. And honestly, like I don't remember a single lick of what we played. Um, and, and it's one of those moments that like I can take zero credit for what happened, like absolutely zero credit because I didn't really... I didn't really do anything like the Lord came and did the work. Um, and so I want, I want us to think for a minute. We won't like, cut, like pass the mic around and like go into, um, go into like sharing time. But I want us to just take a second and like think back throughout um, your time in ministry. Like what's, what's one super present memory where that happened for you? Um, like maybe for you, it's, um, it's like a message where you were sharing and um, the Lord led you off the page and you're like, that couldn't have been me. Um, maybe it's a coaching session that you were like, you went into it and you felt pretty unprepared for it. Um, but the spirit of God moved and there was like breakthrough in like, I don't know, that's happened for me with learning to follow Jesus, right? Like sitting across from somebody's breakthrough in their life and breakthrough in my life. And you're like, God, that's, that's crazy. That's really awesome. Um, so I just like take a moment, like um, get that like picture in your mind of, of, I don't know, the most present memory of what that looks like um, for you. Um, and I want to go to a story and that's on your papers. Um, this is um, from Second Chronicles 5 and we're going to read this together. Um, starting with verse 1 and I'm going to like bump down to verse 11. So Solomon finished all his work on the temple of the Lord. Then he brought all the gifts his father David had dedicated, the silver, the gold, and the various articles, and he stored them in the treasuries of the temple of God. Then the priests left the holy place. All the priests who were present had purified themselves, whether or not they were on duty that day. And the Levites who were musicians, here we go, Asaph, Heman, Jedathunan. How did do, Pastor Tom? 10 out of 10. <laughs> and all their sons and brothers were dressed in fine linen robes and stood at the east side of the altar playing cymbals, lyres, and harps. They were joined by 120 priests who were playing trumpets. The trumpeters and singers performed together in unison to praise and give thanks to the Lord. 
Accompanied by trumpets, cymbals, and other instruments, they raised their voices and praised the Lord with these words. He is good. His faithful love endures forever. He is good. His faithful love endures forever. At that moment, a thick cloud filled the temple of the Lord. The priests could not continue their service because of the cloud, for the glorious presence of the Lord filled the temple of God. So I want to take a moment. We'll chew through some of that stuff together. But before we like dive into it, there's one. I want to put a huge exclamation point on um, like the biggest explanation exclamation point that there is on one point. The only thing that mattered in that space and that time was that God was there. Um, like you read about in the rest of that chapter, like you read about the just the intricacies of the temple. Like it was crazy. There was like gold etchings and everything. It was like, um, it was huge. It was ornate. It was expensive. Um, there were fine, there, there were like expertly skilled craftsmen that were like making all the things. It's, this thing must've taken forever. Like I imagine there must've been, um, trying to think of the team. There must like at completion of that project, there must've been a ton of like high-fiving and like, this is, this is amazing. But I guarantee you like the thing that the priest walked away with at the end of that um, time was that God was in that place. Like nothing else mattered. Um, and I want to take it a little personal this morning. Um, our church is really good, right? Like we have really great programs. Um, I, people speak really, really highly of um, our kids program and our teaching and our leaders and all like people speak really highly of our church none of that matters if God isn't here. Um, like that's the, that's the only thing that matters. Um, and, and if you think about it, like a lot of the things that are in a church, like music, um, teaching, um, kids programs, youth programs, uh, community, like the world has a ton of great options for that. Um, like you want great music, um, pr probably at some point there'll be concerts coming up at the Lakeview Amphitheater. <laughs> You know, probably you go to a concert, right? If you want great music and you want them to sing better than me, <laughs> go to a concert, right? Um, if you want great teaching, there is a slew of TED Talks that are all really awesome. Um, there's even stuff on TikTok, which is less awesome. <laughs> um, it, you know, and all of that stuff like exists in the world and they're like pretty decent options for that stuff. But the one thing that the church has that no one else does is God is here. The one thing that the, that the church has that no one else does is God is here. And that changes absolutely everything. Um, so that's awesome. It's a good reminder and all of that. But like, how does that affect planning meeting in 15 minutes? How does that affect um, planning center templates in a couple hours? How does that affect prepping for a wedding this weekend? Um, how does that affect fixing a toilet? How does that affect coiling cables? Um, if we're honest, like it, I might be alone in this, but if, if I'm honest and I look at my Google calendar, if I actually like open it up, the moments of like really clear, like God intervening crazy worship experiences where it's like the, the presence of the Lord filled the temple is like a couple hours of the week of corporate worship that we're like doing as a, as a church. So, um, 
how do we take like what does all of this mean for like the bulk of what we do as a staff, which can sometimes feel like um, run of the mill every day, right? Like if you actually open up your Google Calendar, it's like it's kind of more run of the mill than um, these big mountaintop moments. All right, so the one thing I want us to write down, like one thing this morning, um, the first thing is let all of it be worship. Um, let all of it be worship. Um, there was another story um, that I was, I went to school for sound recording technology, which is super nerdy. Um, and I was doing a final project and I remember it was like senior year and I was doing a worship song for the final project. We all had to do like different like covers of songs. Some people were doing Aerosmith. Um, some people were doing Justin Bieber and I was doing Carrie Job forever. It was great. Um, and I was at the editing stage of the process. Um, and I would say that is the most tedious um, process that I've ever done that's sitting at a screen with somebody's voice, uh, like a recording of somebody's voice and chopping out every time they like sing a note wrong, every time they like pronounce something weird and you go like minute by minute and you're like chopping, it, it takes hours and is like exhausting and my brain wanted to melt. So I came home uh, to the apartment that I lived in at the time and I <clears throat> was complaining to my roommate about it. I was like, this is just I've been at this for hours and hours and hours. This is like mind numbing what is going on. Um, and he's a believer. He looked me square in the face and he said, Luke, isn't this a worship song? Isn't this a worship song? What, where's the worship? And that hit me square in the face because like, if I expect the end result of this project to be worship, why am I not worshiping in the details? Um, you know, what, like, why do I expect the end result to be this like crazy, amazing, worshipful experience? But then here I am si sitting at a, at, at a screen using words that only Mike Chiz would use. Um, so, sorry, Mike. Um, so for me, um, there is, there is one thing I want to challenge our team to do. Um, and that is like, ask the question. And I feel like we need to ask this constantly. Am I worshiping? Um, and maybe that's like, for me, I like to write stuff on my hand. Um, so every time I look down, um, maybe there's like a practical tick that you can do that like helps. Um, sometimes it's like putting a reminder in your phone, ask yourself this question, um, constantly throughout your day during ministry. Am I worshiping? Um, and why we could also just ask that question as a staff to each other, um, like in meetings where, um, I don't know, we're confused about something or um, maybe there's like some tension, maybe there's some conflict, like um, why not take a, mo take a step back? Yo, am I worshiping right now? Because I promise you that'll change things. Like even like that's gonna change things in the moment, but it's also going to change the end result. Um, so look back in that verse for me. Um, what immediately proceeded the um, God filling the temple with a huge cloud of glory. Yeah. So they were worshiping like, um, immediately preceding that was, was the words, he is good. His faithful love endures forever. He is good. His faithful love endures forever. Um, I love the simplicity of that. I love that it wasn't, it wasn't this like perfect formula. It wasn't anything that they conjured up. It was just really simple. Two lines of praise. Um, and God showed up. Um, 
So I want to notice one other thing on that together um, in, in, these, in these verses, because there's a tension at this that I feel. Um, the story of that temple, um, it's not a story of negligence. So like the, the priests, this was not a, a thing of the priests showing up in street clothes to a temple that was almost done with the paint still dripping. Um, this was the priests, it said the priests had purified themselves whether or not they were serving um, that week. And they said they had finished, like the temple was done. Like everything that the priests did, everything that they knew to do um, and that they were expected to do um, to set the stage for God showing up. And then, so basically what I want us to get from this, um, in this tension is like the Lord will fill the temple, but do your part. Um, and so I think in a ministry environment, it's really tempting to say, okay, if it's all about, like this passage is all about the Lord moving, then all I have to do is watch. That's all I got, right? Like um, that's where you get guitar player shows up and is like, I don't need to practice because it doesn't matter what we sound like. Um, that like, that there's all sorts of things that like fall apart. Um, but we don't see that in this passage. You know, we see that the priest did everything that they could do to the nth degree, but God did the move. God was the one that did the move. Um, we need to be obedient to do our part. So I've got two practical things related to that, um, really to like do your part. Um, and that's the first one is really simple. It's just listen to the Lord. Um, and so I'm re I'm super guilty of this in my ministry is like I can fall into the trap of um, when I don't know the answer to something or I'm struggling with something to not really pray about it to just like go forward because like, let's be honest, there's only so many hours in the day and it's like, you're kind of going from thing to thing. Um, but what I feel like the Lord challenged me through this passage personally was like, no, like stop and pray, like stop and seek him. Um, it says, trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Um, in all of your ways, acknowledge him. And so the one translation says, submit to him in all your ways, acknowledge him. Um, not just in the you know, the big like spotlight moments, but in the toilet cleaning moments, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Um, so that's the first thing is like, um, listen to the, vo the voice of the Lord more than you think, like, e especially in those moments. And the second thing is trust your leaders. Um, so like, this was stupidly funny to me. Um, I wonder if the temple was built today, um, like, if there was any, like, I wonder what the vibe was on the team, um, just given how like interior decorating goes like nowadays, like, I wonder if one guy was like, all right, yeah, I know it says gold trim. <laughs> like I know it's supposed to be gold trim, but like, I really like shiplap, like whitewashed shiplap. Um, we don't see that in the passage. Like we see, um, people that were working on the temple, like really just like implicitly trusting um, that Solomon was hearing from the Lord. Um, and so what I want to challenge you guys with today is like um, we follow our leaders because our leaders were put there by the Lord and are submitted to the Lord. Um, so like if in a moment that you're in a decision-making position, like um, like Pastor Tom and Megan have said like, hey, like Mike, it's your call on this. Um, Mike should feel the weight of submitting to the Lord and seeking the Lord for that decision. And in decisions that we are not making the decision on, whether we agree with it or not, um, we submit to our leaders because our leaders are 
called by the Lord. God placed them here. Um, and they have the weight of listening to the Lord um, for their every next step. Like, um, so like this, this passage challenged me this week to really take that seriously because there's things that we all agree on and there's things that we don't all agree on. But in this verse, like the, it was not about opinion. It was about obedience. Um, and so like that second thing is really like obedience trumps your own understanding every time. Um, all right. Last thing, last thing to write down. Um, everyone all in every time, everyone all in every time. There's a subtlety in this verse that was really interesting to me. Um, go to verse 11. Um, and it says, all of the priests who were present had purified themselves. Get this one bit, whether or not they were on duty that day. I thought that was super interesting. Um, the priests who were present had purified themselves, whether or not they were on duty that day. Um, what would it look like? I'm going to dream something up. If all of us in this room, and then all of our volunteers that can hear me through this microphone, <laughs> um, what if everybody showed up to every event that we did ready for God to move? Um, like we prep for the moments that we feel like are spiritually heavy, when we need to go speak, when we need to lead worship. Um, what if we were just as prayed up for just attending GNO? Um, because one thing that I firmly believe is that God can move through everybody in a room, not just the person up front. Um, and so like, uh, I, I don't want to, um, I personally don't want to miss the moments that God might be want to speak through me in a moment that's like a backstage moment. Um, so I think that's everything I wrote down on that one. Um, everybody in all the time. Um, like it doesn't matter if I'm organizing an event or just attending it. Uh, if I'm here, I'm on mission. If I'm pres if I am present in this space, if I'm at a church event, I'm on mission. Um, you know, the question behind this is if God moves today, am I ready for God to move? Um, if I show up to a service, a meeting, an event that I'm not leading and God moves in power, am I ready to be an active participant in the work that he wants to do? Um, of course, we got to be prayed up and spiritually prepped for platform moments. But honestly, I think as a church, we would take things to the, to a, to the next level if we were just as spiritually ready for a move of God in the off platform moments. Um, so the, the question I want you guys to write down is when God moves, are you ready? And I went back and forth on this one. I almost said, if God moves, are you ready? But I'm going to speak in faith. When God moves, are you ready? Um, all right. So closing out, um, I wanted to do something a little bit different today. So, um, got a couple minutes. So, um, on the flip side of your, your doohickey, your analog paper, your iPad classic, um, is some questions. I'm going to play just a little bit of music, um, here, um, for the sake of podcast, I'll read what the questions are. These aren't to like share across the room. This is just for you and God personally. Um, maybe it's like a thing you take home and, um, meditate over. Maybe it's a thing like you just take some time right now to pray into. Um, but I want us to just take some time and just like, um, meditate on these questions. Um, so the first one is take a second to remember 
What's one super present memory of the Holy Spirit taking over in a time of ministry? One that you can take absolutely zero credit for what happened. What's your most present memory where you literally stopped in your tracks and couldn't keep going because God interrupted? I think it's valuable for us to remember those moments. Um, Second one is, where in ministry do I feel like I need to let go of my own understanding? Um, And then the third one, am I worshiping? What areas of ministry do I need to move from checking off a box to laying down an offering? Um, So I'm going to play just some soft music for the sake of the podcast. We'll close. Love you guys. Um, And we'll just kind of like chew through that for a second. And then I'll let Pastor Tom and Megan close us off.